Hi, this is Mitch Doan, and along with Jamie Richardson, we're your hosts of the Breakthrough Active podcast. We aim to deep dive into health and fitness that will help bring you a better understanding of topics that are of interest to you and can help you on your own journey. If you are enjoying the episodes, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on the platform you listen to your podcasts. Enough from me, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back again to the Breakthrough Active Podcast. My name is Mitch, I am your host yet again. I am going to be talking to you all again today about cheat days. I started this conversation last week and like I mentioned uh, in the previous one, if you are someone who does have cheat days or cheat meals or perhaps you are someone who knows about what they are, um, especially in more recent times they've become very popular uh, in social media and in common media that's becoming more of a well-known term uh, for cheat meals or cheat days within your nutrition plan or within your diet and I am not the biggest fan of them. So if you haven't listened to the last podcast, make sure you do hop on and have a listen, but I will be carrying on this conversation here today. And the title of today's talk is going to be Why You Don't Need Cheat Days. So again, just to refresh your minds or for those of you who may not have listened, uh, a cheat day or a cheat meal is when you effectively uh, get to remove all the constraints of what you are eating, whether it is within your plan or your diet or just in general, and you can effectively eat whatever you want, however much you want uh, for the meal or for the whole day, whether it's a, a cheat meal or a cheat day. So I'm going to discuss why I don't think that you need them and then as well uh, in combine. Uh, combined with that, there's going to be some reasons why I think they are a negative part of anyone's nutrition plan. So first of all, the word cheat has a very bad connotation. So when people are having a cheat meal or a cheat day, they are going to feel like they are very much doing the wrong thing because they are cheating. So I think that's probably the first thing that we need to discuss. The name of it itself you know, is, is very negative. And I think if we are having cheat meals or cheat days and you are telling people or you're saying to yourself, this is my cheat meal or my cheat day, you know, deep within our psychology, we, you know, we know or we feel like that we are doing the wrong thing. So I think if this were a different, a different name, uh, which didn't have the word cheat in it, then all, you know, automatically that would be better. But first point I wanted to bring up was that having it be called a cheat meal or a cheat day is probably not the best way to look at things. Uh, secondly, it encourages binging. So like I mentioned, the, the principles of a cheat meal or a cheat day is that you can have whatever you want in whatever quantity you want. So it's not just about having, uh, you know, some pizza. If you like pizza, it's about having as much pizza as, as you like. That might be half a pizza. It might be a whole pizza. It might be two pizzas, uh, but you are very much binging because there is no limit on the quantity that you can have. Now, when people are, you know, starting to go down that avenue of binge eating, uh, especially when they are normally in such a controlled, uh, controlled way approaching their nutrition with what they're having and how much of it they're having, and a lot of the people who are having these cheat days as well are those that are weighing and measuring every single piece of food to the nth degree. And then when they are having this cheat meal, this cheat day, they are binging and not obviously really counting or tracking how much they have. But it goes from one extreme to the other. So it really does 
encourage those who are so uh, disciplined and set normally to binge out of control. And, and, and it's very similar to, to binge drinking and the whole concept behind that. But I really don't feel like the, the binge eating in, in regards to cheat meals and cheat days are a very good way to go about it because like I mentioned, it goes from one extreme of you being you know very meticulous and very particular about everything you eat and how much of it you eat to really not giving a shit and you know eating as much as you want whenever you want. And, and that's where the two contrasts, you know, they're, they're just too far apart. And, and it then we'll start that cycle of binging, which, you know, in my opinion, isn't a, isn't a great way to approach your nutrition. If you are needing, uh, needing a cheat meal, so th this gets into my third point. So if you're needing a cheat meal or a cheat day, in my opinion, it shows that your diet is quite restrictive. So for anyone who, uh, who knows me and has spoken to me about nutrition, you know, you will hear me say over and over again that I feel like the plan that is most effective is one that you are able to stick to and the ones that you are able to stick to typically aren't very restrictive because I, in my experience with working with people in the past and with my, um, my own personal experience, I feel like when you are restricting yourself and limiting yourself and having something that is very strict and rigid, then you are far more likely to, to fall off the rails and, and throw it in altogether. But as it pertains to cheat meals and cheat days, it's effectively saying that you're now able to have foods that you aren't normally eating in your, your plan and in, within your diet. So that's where I feel like the problem lays because if you were able to have some of these foods on your day-to-day -day and your week-to-week -week diet and your nutrition plan, then you wouldn't really feel the need to have cheat meals and cheat days you know, every week or you know, every few days or however it is that you approach that. Obviously, the quantity of things is, is where this becomes interesting because just because your diet is flexible, it doesn't mean that you can have as much of you know, any food that you like. So you do still need to be accountable to yourself with the quantity but it does allow you to include the foods that you love in, in your day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week diet. So let's say your, your favorite foods are pizza or ice cream or, you know, I know in the past I've spoken about clusters, muesli clusters. And, I mean, no, you, you can't have an unlimited amount of these every day or even every week because if you start to, to do that, then you are going to run the risk of overdoing things and put yourself in a calorie surplus, which means you aren't going to be probably seeing the fat loss goals and the, the lean muscle goals that you, you're after. But you are able to have them in moderation and you can work them into your, your diet and into your plan on, on a daily basis. You just need to be very mindful of how much of it you're having. So the question needs to be asked, if you were having some more of your favorite foods every single day or every single week or every few days, then would you feel the need to have a cheat meal where you blow yourself out and have as much of, of these foods you know, as humanly possible once a week or, or every two weeks or twice a week? And, and in my opinion, I think the answer is no. I think if we, do a, if we are able to, to include these within our plan with a sensible amount and within a good quantity, then we can have them on a regular basis and still enjoy them Maybe not to the point where we're having as much of them as we have, have had in the past because that's where the problem lays when we do have a huge amount of quantity and we overdo it. But we can still have the, the actual foods within our plan and, and handle that craving, so to speak, 
And then, in my opinion, you aren't going to need to to have complete and utter blowouts and, and cheat days and cheat meals because you've gone without these foods that you love for so long. And the last one that I want to talk about is is from a sort of calorie and scientific standpoint. You can actually put yourself into a calorie surplus from having this one huge cheat meal or, or very, very easily a cheat day. And that is going to put inroads on, on the progress that you're after. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, I want to use just a very basic example. So let, let's say you are following a plan that is 2000 calories a day. Monday through Saturday, you, you have 1900. You're trying to operate at a bit of a calorie deficit for, for the whole week. So that means you do that for six days straight, you're in a 600 calorie for the week calorie deficit. If you have a cheat day on Sunday and you have 4,000 calories because you are eating everything and anything that you can get your hands on, then that's going to be 1,400 calories in the surplus because you already had 600 in the bank, you overdid it by 2,000, that leaves 1,400. And you look over the course of the week and you've eaten 1,400 calories more than your plan. So that's where just having one meal or, or, or one day and, and people feel as though that if you do that, then it's, it's okay because the rest of your week's been, been spot on. It's not always the case. So if you are someone counting calories or counting macros, you need to take this into consideration. And I feel like that is the mistake a lot of people do make that are tracking things very closely because they are great from, from Monday to Friday. Saturday's not great. Sunday's a complete blowout. And they would have been better off trying to adhere to something a little bit more manageable throughout the whole week and trying to incorporate some of those foods that they love within their plan on a day-to-day -day basis, fitting them into your macros, fitting them into your calories, and just having a sensible amount to the point where you are easing those cravings but not overdoing it to the point where you're having a big calorie surplus. So. I think that's important for people who have been tracking macros, tracking calories, because just because it's only one meal or one day, it doesn't mean that that isn't going to actually set you back because it can do. Uh, but, but all in all, like I mentioned, I think it's pretty clear of what my views are on cheat meals and especially cheat days. I think you are able to have nutrition plans that include these, these foods that you love. And in, uh, if that is the case, then you aren't going to need to have these moments of binging and, and moments when you need to pig out and completely set yourself off the rails because you've gone without for so long. So like I also said, I feel like the best plan isn't you know, the one that's scientifically backed or you know, the one that you Google and is said to be the best for fat loss or whatever your goal may be. It's the one that you can stick to and the one that you can comply to the best. And in my opinion and with my experience, I feel like that those plans are the ones that do include some flexibility and do have some of these foods that we do enjoy a little more often, but just ensure that we do it in a safe and sensible quantity. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you on the next one. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If there is a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't already, please make sure you reach out in Facebook Messenger and we'll do our best to cover it in the upcoming episodes. For those of you enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to like, subscribe and leave us a rating. It really helps us grow and spread the good word. 
Hoping you're all having a great day and we'll be sure to see you on the next one.